you're listening to Yesterday Today, bringing you the best of yesterday's radio today. I'm McLean, and here with me is just one of my many brothers, Jake. Yes, that is true. However, I am the only brother who co-hosts this show, so I've got that going for me. Today, we're all about the end of summer, folks. It's Labor Day weekend, the unofficial start of autumn, and boy, I'm, I'm happy to see it, you know. Oh, glum. Uh, what was that, McLean? Me? I didn't say anything. Uh-huh. Anyway, today on the show, we're bringing you a, Misery and despair. Sorry, what? I didn't say anything. Yeah, sure. Well, somebody's saying something. Don't look at me. Sounds like Sydney. Hopelessness. Sobs and moans of misery. Sydney! Yeah, it's me, fellas. I was the one uttering those cries of anguish and despondency. Yeah, do you have to utter your cries of anguish and despondency here, right now, while we're recording? Oh, you're recording? Oh, I'm sorry. I guess I'll just go out of my cries of anguish and despondency somewhere else. I, I deeply apologize for bothering you. Okay, okay, Sydney. What's the matter? Oh, no, 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 no. Don't mind me. I'll leave you two alone. Sydney, what's the problem? Oh, well, since you guys asked, I've been going to school with Maisie for about a week now, and I barely worked up the courage to talk with her. Just for a little bit of context, folks, Maisie is the daughter of our producer who would tear Sydney limb from limb if he found out he was in love with his daughter. And they're going to school together. Uh, Sydney and Maisie, that is, not not Sydney and the producer. Um, are you guys taking classes together, or what's going on? Yeah, somehow we ended up being in mostly the same classes. It's, it's like the forces of the universe themselves toyed with the registrar's office just to laugh in my face. To tease me with the joys of a life I could never have. To let me suffer by- Alright, uh, tone down the melodrama just a little bit, Sydney. You said you've talked to her? Well, barely. After our last class ended, I, I worked up the courage to ask her how the first week of school was going, and, well... I don't really remember what she said. I was too busy thinking about how I was going to respond. Oh. Well, how did you respond? Um, I think it was uh, something along the lines of, Ha ha, me too. You said me too, even though you didn't even know what she said? Yeah, it was a gamble. It was a gamble. Uh-huh. How, how did the gamble pay off? I don't know. She didn't say anything to me. She just smiled and handed me this scrap of paper with random numbers on it. What? Let me see that. Sydney. I've heard women send confusing signals before, but this is unbelievable. I've analyzed that little scrap of paper to no end. I can't make heads or tails out of it. It's just random digits. Sydney, this... At first, I thought it might be some type of coded message where each number corresponded to a letter of the alphabet. I worked that angle for hours, fellas, but I couldn't wrap my feeble mind around this enigma. Then I treated it like a math equation. I gathered up all of the numbers, and then I tried... Sydney, it's a phone number. A phone number? <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> Whose phone number could it be? I I think it's Maisie's phone number, Sydney. <laughs> All right, <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's a good one. No, 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 no. It's probably some sort of coded message that says she hates me. Sydney, do you think you might be overanalyzing this just a little bit? Yeah, I mean the simplest explanation is usually the right answer. She she gave you her phone number so that you could call her. Me? Call her? Yeah, there, see? Now you get it. Problem solved. All right, well, this week on the show, we, uh... But, 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 but what am I supposed to say? When am I supposed to call her? What am I supposed to call her on? How, what do I say when I call her? I, I don't... I... Sydney, just call her and ask her to go do something. I don't know. 
before, I've never done anything like that before. What if I mess it up and she decides she hates me and never wants to see me again? That seems just a little bit on the pessimistic side. Either way, you'll never know until you call her, so anyway, the theme of the show today, as I was saying- Oh, fellas, you gotta help me. I don't know how to ask out a girl like me, see? Or any girl, actually. I've never done it before. Yeah, that's not a surprise. Sydney, look, we can help you after you just let us get the show started, okay? Okay. I'll go wait over there while my life slowly falls apart around me, I guess. You know, Sydney, have you ever thought of, like, doing community theater or something? Anyway, today we're celebrating the end of summer, as I was trying to say. Celebrating? Don't you mean like commemorating or paying tribute to the end of... No, McLean, I mean celebrating. The sooner 100 degree, 90 degree, 80 degree days are gone, the better. I want that behind me. I want that in my rearview mirror. I, I wish I lived in Alaska, man, right about now. I mean, I suppose if it's between keeling over from heat stroke or having to shovel the driveway in a... During a blizzard, I, I'd have to go with the latter. Precisely. First up on the show, we have a few songs with the theme of, uh, you know, summer's end, you know, fall's coming, summer's over. Uh, they're, they're, they, they paint summer as, like, you know, the good times that are, like, behind you now, and fall's, like, a, 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 the sad time coming in, and I'm like, no. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's the opposite. I'm, I am so done. I am so done with summer. Good riddance. Fall, you are a, a warm hug. That's what you are, Fall. Not too warm, because I'm tired of being hot. But you get you get the picture. Roll the music. after June time's laughter You see so many dreams that don't come true Dreams we fashioned when summer Some heart that is broken By a word that somebody Left unspoken You're the ghost of a romance in June Going astray Fading too soon That's why I say Romance in June Going astray 
fading too soon. That's why I say farewell to you in the end summer.
Take the 
moonlight on the lake The way we danced and hummed our favorite song The things we did last summer I'll remember all went along The midway and the fun The Cupid dolls we won The bell I rang to prove that I was strong The things we did last summer I remember all went along The early morning hike The rented tandem bike The luncheon that we used to pack We never could explain That sudden summer rain The looks we got when we got by The leaves began to fade Like promises we made How could a love that seemed so right go wrong The things we did last summer I'll remember all went along. Like the promises we made How could a love that seemed so right Go so wrong The things that we did last summer I'll remember Welcome back to Yesterday Today. That was some uh, songs bidding bidding the summer farewell, adieu, so long, get out of here, we're sick of you. Yeah, none of that's out of the way. Can we get back to my problems? Sydney, if I'm being brutally honest with you, I don't think this is that big of a problem. Yes, Maisie literally gave you her phone number. It's obvious she wants you to call her, Sydney. But, but what do I sing? How do I ask her out in a way that doesn't make her wish I was dead? Just... Ask her. It's not nearly as complicated as you think it is, man. You know, if you guys aren't gonna be any help, I'm gonna have to usurp you. Usurp? Usurp? How do you say that word? Anyway, I'm gonna turn to the utmost authority on interpersonal relationships. 
And just who might that be? Oh, it's not a single person. It's a collection of persons. Little, uh, series of tubes we like to call the internet. Oh, oh, Sydney, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, Sydney, the internet is the last place you want to go for dating advice, buddy. Unless you really do want Maisie to hate you. <laughs> okay, boomers. You guys are from the old media generation, you know that? <laughs> if Larry King isn't presenting something on the evening news, there's no way you'll believe him. Larry King? Sydney, you're older than me. Us up-and-coming kids know that the internet is a highly informative encyclopedia-like resource with answers to all the world's queries. Like, I don't know why I didn't start here in the first place. Anyway, let's see here. Let's type in how to get women. Sydney, I'm telling you this is a bad idea. Ooh, what's this? Top 10 ways for alpha males to increase their high-value status and attract females. Hey, what's an alpha male? <laughs> hey, buddy, why don't we shut down the computer for a while, okay? No, 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 this looks like good stuff. Uh, according to this, the more disrespectfully I treat women, the more they like me. <laughs> Golly, who knew? Oh, Jake, we've got to put a stop to this. Sydney, this is not... Well, hold on now, guys. It says here if I pay $200 a month, I can have access to the premium Alpha Male University online course. Oh, Sydney, that is clearly a scam, man. Oh, yeah? How do you know? <sighs> have you ever heard anyone unironically use the phrase Alpha Male in real life? Well, no, but... Fellas, I'm desperate. I need help. Hi-ho, everybody, hi-ho. Me has just completed me security rounds, and uh, everything looking slip-shape in the building. Although there was a kitty across the street who had a bit of a lascivious look in his eye. Was eyeing the garbage can, so uh, we're probably going to go out and uh, put the fear of God into him later, if you know what me mean. Uh, thanks for the report, Mondo. <laughs> no problem. Mondo, just the man I need, actually. Uh, what do you know about women? Oh, 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 little guy, me has know just about everything there is to know about them. Me has studied them extensively. Me has gone to their gathering places. Me has seen their habitats. Me has studied them for years. Me, me wrote, me practically wrote the book on them. Come to think of it. Oh, great! I'm ready to learn, big guy. Pour your knowledge into me. I am a sponge. Oh, brother. Okay, so what you got to know is that when you first bring one of them home, uh, it is likely that they're not going to be very well house trained at first, so you've got to uh, watch out because they're going to probably go on the carpet a lot. And so when that happens, what you got to do is uh, smack them on the nose with a rolled up newspaper, and, and sometimes you got to say, bad dog, and then you stick them outside. You know, it's, it's kind of mean, but it's the only way that they will learn. Uh, Mondo, are you sure you're not thinking of puppies? Uh, hmm. Uh, maybe we could think our uh, definitions are uh, kind of mixed up. Uh, well, what is a woman? Uh, a an adult human female? Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, me never seen one of those before. Aw, oh, I'm doomed. Sydney, for the love of Pete, will you just call her already? But I, I... Jake, you introduce the show while I physically force Sydney to call. Right, well, next up is an episode of... Mondo, could you back off? Your breath smells like hot dogs. Oh, <laughs> sorry about that. Yeah, next up is an episode of Bean Crosby's radio show. The first episode back from a summer break, as a matter of fact. Most old-time radio shows ran from about mid-September, early October, into around about late May, early June. Then they'd take the summer off, and there was always an occasion. 
when they came back on the air. Oh, uh, fun fact, by the way, Bing Crosby was a bit of a pioneer in tape recording. So when he found out about uh, the uh, sort of the relatively new idea of recording to tape, he immediately got people on the job of perfecting this to uh, pre-record his radio show so that he could, uh, you know, make it work around his schedule, which mostly involved golfing. Anyway, that's just a little historical note that I find interesting. Dial the number, Sydney. Don't rush me. Hey, uh, Jerry, uh, what are we sweeping up the studio for? Bing Crosby is coming back on the air tonight. Since when do we have to clean up a studio for him? <laughs> With them baggy pants of his, he sweeps his own studio. <laughs> What's the matter with you? Ain't you heard? Things are gonna be different this year. He bought a belt. Eh, that'll... <laughs> that'll probably drag, too. Hiya, fellas. Well, Bing, hey, hello. Oh, welcome home. Hey, wait, thanks. Uh, give me a hand with this, will you? Huh? Who was that? Your brother, Everett? No, no, that's a moose. <laughs> he followed me down from Canada. Steady now, boy. Whoa, now. Steady there, whoa now. A moose, eh? Uh, where's Everett? He's outside, strapped on the fender of my car. Oh. <laughs> hey, hey, Bing, you made it just in time. Oh, Look. Good. I live and breathe. Here's my guitar player, Perry Bodkin. What are you doing over at that mic? And what am I doing over here? Oh, Perry Big Body. Ad lib, I'll get over there in a minute. <laughs> Where the blue of the night meets the gold of the day, someone waits for me. Not you! Welcoming you to Philco Radio Time, produced and transcribed in Hollywood with John Scott Trotter and his orchestra, the Rhythm Airs, Peggy Lee, and Bing's guest, Gary Cooper. And now, fresh from a three months' vacation, here is Philco's last rose of summer and the first pumpkin of October, Bing Crosby. <laughs> Thank you, Ken. On Halloween, remind me to make some faces at you. Uh-huh. You're looking good, though. You look very sharp. Did you have a nice summer? Yep. Did you go to Lake Tahoe? Nope. Or down to Laguna Beach, bro? Nope. Just stayed home? Yep. Had a nice rest? Yep. No work? Nope. Well, you've used up all the yups and nopes when Gary Cooper comes in, he won't have anything to say. <laughs> I'm sorry about that, Bing. But I understand you had a great time hunting up in Canada. Did you got anything? Get anything? Are you kidding? Half I'm the asking. game in Canada's wind broken running from me and my gun. <laughs> I, I got a great big giant buck moose. I brought him all the way down from Canada. There he is. Standing right over there in the corner. But, Bing, he's alive. Why didn't you shoot him in Canada? Ken, I was a guest up there. I didn't want to make a lot of noise oh, around Canada. Shit. But I'll do away with him down here where people know that I'm a tomboy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, Ken, I guess it's time to sing the opening number. It's a song called My Heart is a Hobo, and it's from a new Paramount picture, Welcome Stranger. Hobo loves to roam through fields of clover Hates to have to think things over And though it's wrong, I string along My heart is a hobo, 
loves to go out berry picking, hates to hear alarm clocks ticking. It isn't smart, but that's my heart. When hopes are out at the elbows and dreams are run down at the heels, my heart refuses to worry except about rods and reels. My heart is a hobo, loves to quote from Omar Khayyam, hates the stodgy guy that I am. And though it's strange, I just can't change my heart. When hopes are out of the elbows and dreams are run down at the knees, my heart refuses to worry except about rods and reels. My heart is a hobo, loves to quote from Omar Khayyam, hates the stodgy guy that I am, and though it's strange, it just can't change my heart. His heart is a hobo, and I just can't change my Last summer's rest really did you some good. You're in great voice. Well, it wasn't the rest, Ken. I, I got caught in a Nevada sandstorm and I had my throat all re-graveled, all new. <laughs> well, that's better than sending it out to have it done. Sure. You know, my voice has been in dry dock all summer, getting ready to do the first Philco commercial. Commercials, Ken. That's such old hat radio commercials. But uh, Bing Philco isn't making old hats this year. They're concentrating on the newest thing in radio phonographs. Mm. What is the newest thing in radio phonographs? Well, since you asked... What else can I do if I don't bring some meat home? My kids, they snap at me. <laughs> well, since you asked, Bing... <laughs> this is a new kind of console radio phonograph, and Bing, it's but sensational. Not only gives you the easiest way to play records ever invented, but a featherweight tone arm, a powerful new dynamic speaker, and superb tone on both radio and records. All at a price that's so easy it'll knock your eye out. Incidentally, so will the console cabinet. Its stunning classic design looks like a million in any living room. You can't buy finer quality or more value for your radio dollar. So look for Philco's brand new kind of radio phonograph console at your Philco dealer now. It's your best buy in radio phonographs from Philco, the leader. Let that feathery little musical vamp serve as an introduction to an old friend of our Philco Fun Fest fans, the very mellow, super talented Miss Peggy Lee. Hi, Bing. You're looking just as bright as a bamboo jukebox. What are you going to sing for this October coming out soiree? It takes a long, long train with a red caboose to carry my blues away. No, it's bad all over the country, isn't it? <laughs> Wait till I join John Scott in the tender, boy! I went out to the depot just to meet the 1202. He wrote me he'd be on it, but the train went right on through. Hoo-ee. Hear that whistle say, it takes a long, long train with a red caboose. 
you carry my blues away The engine it was waving as the train went down the track I felt so heavy hearted that I couldn't wave him back Ooh, hear that whistle say It takes a long, long train with a red caboose To carry my blues away That mournful bell The echo said I told you so But my heart said Fare thee well I stood there in the station With this letter in my hand Cried just like a baby Cause I lost my loving man Who Hear that whistle say It takes a long, long train With a red caboose To carry my blues away I listen to that lonesome whistle Listen to that mournful bell The echo said I But my heart said fare thee well I know he didn't miss me Cause he's always on the dots He told me that he loved me But I guess he loves me not Who hear that whistle say It takes a long, long train With a red caboose To carry my blues away Just like the record, wasn't it? You're singing better and better every year. Wished I could say the same for myself. <laughs> Golly, Bing, you have no idea how thrilled I am. Oh, it was just a little compliment. I'm full of it. I mean, full of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what I really meant, Bing, is that I'm thrilled that Gary Cooper is going to be on the program tonight. You know, I just love those tall, lean men. Mm. <laughs> Couldn't you hold still for a little medium round job? <laughs> Not with the... <laughs> Not with the tall, lean one available. Well, Peggy, I think it'd be better if you met Gary later. He's such a very shy sort of fellow, doesn't talk very much. As a matter of fact, he, he's pretty bashful. You mean you want me to leave, Bing? Oh, no, no. Look, uh, why don't you go over and hide behind the moose? Coop loves animals, and that'll put you in solidly. <laughs> Now, ladies and gentlemen, please turn up the speakers of your radios just a little because here comes a low-voiced gentleman, the pride of Helena, Montana, Gary Cooper. Hi, Bing. It's yours. Great to be here on your opening program. First off, I want to wish you the best of luck for the new season. I know you're going to do a great job. If there's anything I can do to help you, just holler. Call me any time, day or night. I'm always ready, and I'll come running. Well, Coop! 
Wait, I got more. I want to tell you that I'm plum tickled to have the honor of being the first guest star of yours. Say, you're looking great. How are you feeling? Well, that's good. I, hey, where'd you go? It's been beautiful up there. How's well, the was, fishing? It's always just this, this time of year. Sure, I, doggone, I wish I'd been with you. Well, Coop, this really knocks me out. I've known you for 20 years, and I've never heard you say that much in the entire 20 years. Well, You've always been the kind of fellow who says two or three words and chalks it up as a conversation, and now all of a sudden you blossom out. This morning I drove my barber right out of the shop with my chatter. This is really remarkable, Coop. Has the word gotten around Hollywood that you've broken your silence? Sure, Leo McCary just signed me up. I'm going to make a talking picture. A talkie, huh? <laughs> well, that ought to top those grunties you've been making. <laughs> That's amazing. I can't believe it, you standing here popping off like this. Oh, I got a lot of stuff. Have there. you some more stuff? Well, this... Talking is new to me. I, I got to take a breather. Well, I tell you, why don't you go and sit down, Carrie? You know everybody here, don't you? There's, there's Ken Carpenter standing behind the piano, and that's Peggy Lee standing behind the moose, and that's John Scott Trotter standing behind John Scott Trotter. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll uh, see you later, Bing. Okay, Gabby. <clears throat> you know, folks, a lot of great tunes come out this summer. While I was dogging it up in the hills, I got so burned because I blew them that I decided to do a medley of three of the big ones on my first shot this season. John, if you're ready with the downbeat. This number was just getting big when I cut out last spring. Missed my chance to give it a go round. A small cafe, mademoiselle. A rendezvous, mademoiselle The violins were warm and sweet And so were you, mademoiselle And as the night danced by A kiss became a sigh Your lovely eyes to sparkle just like wine does No heart ever yearned the way that mine does For you And yet I know too well Someday you'll say goodbye Then violins will cry and so will I, Mademoiselle. All the boys of Latin extraction leaned on this one, the Comos and the Dumontes and the Sinatras. I'm no spaghetti bender myself, but I do like it. Chibaba, Chibaba, Chihuahua, Angelawa, Kukulagumba. Chibaba, chibaba, chihuahua My bambino go to sleep Chibaba, chibaba, chihuahua Angelawa, kukulagumba Chibaba, chibaba, chihuahua My bambino go to sleep Thank you. 
There was a big smash singing this number at the Parish Hall in Spokane, Washington in 1925. I wonder if I can remember it. Take my heart I love you Don't let us part I love you I always knew It would be you Since I've heard your lilting laughter It's your Irish heart I'm after Take my heart your glances make my heart say How's chances come be my own Come make your home in my heart Take on my heart ooh. I love you Coop, by the way, how you doing on your new picture with uh, McCary over there? You, is it another Western? Nope, it's an Eastern. <laughs> an Eastern, huh? Yeah, the first day shooting, they put a necktie on me, and I stood in one spot for four hours. I thought I was tied up. <laughs> well, I don't blame you tossing a necktie around you without any warning like that. You're doing a dress-up picture, huh? Aren't you going to make any more westerns? Maybe not, Bing, unless you can help me out. What do you want me to do? Gnaw your necktie off? No. <laughs> no, I don't mean that. You see, Bing, in the old days, you could make a good western with just a cowboy, a horse, and a girl, and a pair of bow legs, preferably on the cowboy. Well, I... I got... <laughs> I got just the legs you're looking for, Coop. Well, I, I got the legs. I need you for singing. A Western nowadays is more rhythm than ranching. You're right. I saw a Western the other day, and a, a rancher was pitching hay with a tuning fork. Oh, I saw that picture. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, but the guy wasn't pitching hay. Well, he... <laughs> He's pitching something or other. I don't know what it was. You're right, though, Gary. Westerns nowadays are nothing but hoofbeats set to music. Yeah, why, there's more cowboys in the musicians' union than musicians. <laughs> you know, when the, when the sheriff's... Leads a posse, he don't wave a, a, a six-gun anymore. He waves a baton. Yeah, you know, uh, in my last picture, my horse winded in the watering trough, and Shep Fields tried to sign him up for Rippling Rhythm. Well, no, no. <laughs> You're so right. Do you know that Downbeat has replaced Sears Roebuck catalog on ranches far and wide? 
Well, <laughs> when, a, when a rancher brags about his longhorns, he means his trombone he players. He sure does. I'll tell you what, let you and me and Peggy Lee try one of these newfangled westerns right now. The scene opens with High Pockets Cooper and Creep Along Crosby riding through the sagebrush on the outskirts of Tuscarora, Nevada. Oh, give me a mansion where we don't do no ranching Where the dudes and the tender feet play How they love to play Where seldom you hear someone roping a steer And the dance floor is crowded all day It's awful gay Mansion, mansion on the range Where the bunkhouse is lined with guitars Blink, 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 blink And girls <laughs> With cute backs dressing Levi's from sacks, and the cowboys are all movie stars with station wagons. The cowboys are all movie stars. Well, it sure feels great to be back in the saddle again. Sure does. <laughs> Say. What's that you got rigged up on your horse's neck? A windshield? Nope, the music rack. <laughs> well, I ought to be riding my moose. He's got a built-in music rack. That's what it. Hey, you better get him a card in the moose, moose issuance union. <laughs> oh, I love these wide-open spaces. Just smell that air. That air what? <laughs> that air joke. Say, look... Look over yonder. Over which yonder? Over yonder, yonder. What is that? Why, it's a gal. How do you know it's a gal? Because I seed one once in Dodge City. <laughs> you sure got a good memory, pard. Ain't you never seen a gal before? Why, sure I have. My ma was a gal. It wasn't my pa. I don't know. Well, it must have been your ma. I knowed your pa. Say that gal... <laughs> That gal's coming toward us. How, how do you talk to a gal? Well, I guess you talk to a gal like any filly. Just say, gee and haw to her. Hi, boys. Oh. <laughs> gee. Say, <laughs> say ma'am, what kind of horse is that you're riding? Ain't no horse. It's a bicycle. But it's only got one pedal. What's the idea? I ride side saddle. Side saddle, huh? Side saddle, Sue, side saddle, Sue. Your hair is blonde, the sky is blue. We both like you quite a few. Side saddle, Sue, side saddle, Sue. Just a minute, boy, side just saddle. a minute. Hmm? My it? name ain't Sue, it's Peg. Side saddle, Peg, side saddle, Peg. Your blue jeans, they fit so trim. I wonder how they look on him. Boys, boys, just a minute. How would you like a job? Side saddle job, Hey, boys, stop. This is important. I'm in desperate need of some hands over at my ranch, yeah. a six-bar rest. We're organizing a posse. Why, without meaning to brag, ma'am, I'd like to say that we're the toughest hombres in these parts. Why, ma'am, we're tougher than the sons of the pioneers, and I include Darrell Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Well, well, shall we ride over with you, ma'am? No, you go on ahead, and I'll join you. 
I just did my wash and I gotta hang it up to dry. Ah, when the bloomer is on the sage. <laughs> and it's wash day on the prairie and the bloomer's on the sage. Howdy, boys. Ready to go to work? Howdy, Miss Peggy. I thought you had some laundry to hang out. How come you got here so soon? Well, I got them quick-drying bloomers. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Wrong emphasis. Quick-drying bloomers. Miss Peggy, boys, mount your cayuses and let's go. It's a-coming. What's a-coming? The big Chinook from the north. We gotta catch it. Why? Well, partner, this ranch is full of gopher holes. When that wind comes blowing down the canyon across them holes, it plays the prairie like a piccolo. <laughs> well, hot doggy. That's what I call accompaniment. What tune does the big wind play when it rips across them gopher holes? El Rancher Grande. El Rancher Grande. Well, we're in luck. That's the best tune my partner, Low Note Cooper, does. Yep. Yeah, let's hit it. Here let's comes the it. wind. Let's hit her. I love to roam out yonder, out where the buffalo wander. Yahoo! <laughs> Give me my ranch and my cattle, far from the great cities. Did you sing Tim Give me a big herd to battle, for I just love herding cattle. You said that, Gary, because that's what people are saying all over the country. Yahoo? Yeah, who makes a better radio than Philco? <laughs> <clears throat> the answer has been the same for 17 straight years. When there's a choice, it's a Philco. Today, for the first time since the war, you don't have to take what you can get anymore. You can walk into your dealer's store, pick your radio on the basis of performance and value, and get immediate delivery. Man, that's the millennium. Philco is back in full production with the longest radio production lines in the world, turning out new 1948 Philco radios and radio phonographs at the greatest rate in their history. Philco, famous for quality the world over. Well, that about wraps up the first Philco Follies for the season. I want to thank all the Crosbys and anyone else in the country who may have tuned in. <laughs> we shall be back in the same slot next week, and our guest will be that well-dressed man, Jimmy Durante. Gee, he got here early. No, that's, the, that's the moose, Coop. And incidentally, I want to thank you very much for ambling in here tonight. Well, I, I sure enjoyed it, Bing. And by the way, I wonder if it'd be all right to mention that my new picture opens in Pittsburgh this week. It's a Cecil B. DeMille production entitled The Unconquered. Ah, oh, what hollow mockery that The Unconquered should open in Pittsburgh, the home of the pirates. <laughs> Would you arrange it that way, this hollow jest? This our sardonic gesture that you're putting... Well, we'll get them next year, though, Coop. You wait. Good night. Good night, Bing, and good night, folks. Good night, folks. Well, fellas, what can I say? I owe you guys a huge debt of gratitude. If it wasn't for you, I never would have asked Maisie out. You stood there in silence the whole time. I had to tell Maisie you had laryngitis and ask her out for you. Exactly. Easiest thing I've ever done. Right, well, where, uh, where are you going? We're going, uh, we're going, uh, where, um, where are we going? Well, I had to ad-lib, so I asked her if she wanted to go to dinner and the football game next week with you. 
Hey, we're going to have to work on that fear paralysis thing of yours, or you guys are going to have a super awkward date. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Oh, hey, uh, the producer's coming. Quiet. Oh, great. I need to let him know that Maisie and I are going... Whoa, whoa. Slow down there, Romeo. I don't think that's such a good idea. Yeah, uh, you should be more afraid of talking to him than Maisie. If he finds out you're going out with his daughter, there's no telling what's going to happen, buddy. Just keep him on the down low. Why? Sydney, he hates you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. No matter. Nothing a little bit of the old snort charm can't cure. Oh, Sydney, no. No, no, no. Hey, what are you mooses doing? Ain't we got a show to record? Yesteryear, Tuesday or whatever. We uh, just finished recording it, actually. You know, as our producer, it would probably be helpful if you showed up on time to, you know, produce the show. Hey, hey, take it easy. You two don't know the kind of demands I'm under being a full-time father and all now that my daughter's moved in with me. Gotta make sure everything's pristine. That means no more pyramids made of empty Schlitz cans on the kitchen table anymore. Can't have her thinking her old man is some kind of slob and be setting a bad example for her. Actually, you know, speaking of your daughter, I'd like to... <laughs> quiet, quiet, quiet. Anyway, uh, maybe we, we should, like, set up some sort of calendar for you, or, like, an alarm for the show. Like, we could just set it up so it'll ring at the right time, and you'll... You can keep there. track of all your important dates that way. Oh, on the subject of dates, actually, I... <laughs> is for your own good. You know, they make those fancy smartwatches now that, that they'll connect to your phone and stuff. You know, I'm speaking and making connections. <laughs> Say, Sydney, isn't it about time that you should be going anyway? A L- lot of classes tomorrow and whatnot. Classes? Tomorrow's Sunday? Quiet, Sydney. You know, you did just have that bout of laryngitis. You really don't want to strain your voice right now. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on a second. What's the little Three Stooges slap happy act you guys have got going on anyway? Don't get me wrong. I love a little Stooges from time to time. Clearly, Joe is always my favorite, but I'd like to hear what Sidney has to say. What? what but you know how Sidney annoys you. You hate to hear him talk. Why don't we just throw him out the building right now? Here, you plug your ears so you can't hear him say anything, and I'll chuck him out this window. Go ahead and sit the little guy down. Normally, I'd like the little imp to stay silent, but the subtle jabs you guys were giving to his solar plexus have gotten me curious just as to what it was he was trying to say. Please, Sydney, speak your piece. Thank you. <clears throat> I'd like to ask for your daughter's hand and the rest of her, actually. Why, well, Sydney, I, I. Well, that, oh, that is, I see. I'd like to ask for her hand in escorting her to the big football game. I. I, I can't believe you'd be such a brainlit idiot. To ever entertain the notion that my daughter would have anything to do with a creature like yourself. Oh, now that is bemusing. I might have to sit myself down. If I start laughing, I'm liable to not be able to stop and pass out. Actually, sir, I, uh... The very idea that my dear sweet little Maisie would show romantic interest in the sitter... (laughs) Oh, that's too much. I can't breathe. Well, sir, actually, I, I was mainly asking as a courtesy to you, because I already asked her, and, and she said yes. Oh, oh, wow. Oh, dear heaven almighty, not even the great Rodney Dangerfield himself could think up as nutty of an idea as that. Uh, 
I said me. I, I was trying to say the Maisie. I'm sorry. What's that said? I couldn't hear you over my loud guffawing. I, I, I said that she already said yes. Sir? Hello? Anyone home? Hello? Like a statue. Wow. Is that how I look when I uh, go into fear-induced paralysis? Yeah, yeah, about like that. The amount of times that we've had to end this show by carrying someone out of the studio is starting to get just a little ridiculous. Uh, if you want more yesterday, today, visit KISU.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you know the drill. Sydney, you grab his head and I'll grab his legs. Why do I have to grab his head? You're the one that caused this. Come on, heave ho. Yeah, fine. Yeah, watch his arms going out the door there. Well, that'll wrap us up for today. Music heard on the show today included an Indian Summer by Bing Crosby and Rosemary Clooney, The Things We Did Last Summer by Dean Martin, Summer Souvenirs by Artie Shaw and Helen Forrest, September Song also by Artie Shaw, and Indian Summer by Glenn Miller. Come back around next week, same time, same station, same just about everything, I guess. Uh, hey, watch it, you're letting them drag. Summer, the old Indian summer. You're the tear that comes after So many dreams that don't come true. Dreams we fashioned when summertime was new. You are here to watch over some heart that is by a word that somebody left unspoken, you're the ghost of a romance.